And welcome back to the Off the Clock Show with your hosts, Sean Gervais from Orbis X and Marty Hill from HyperClean Products, as well as the Planks and Polishing Podcast, which you absolutely must check out in addition to this podcast, because there aren't very many good podcasts online. That was right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these, these two podcasts definitely will, uh, you know, fill you with a lot of fire and fuel that you need to run your business and take it to the next level. And uh, so, ooh, you got something delicious going on there. Don't mind me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at the size of that thing. You need three hands to hold that. <laughs> I was saying just said, a tip right? yet. Hold on. <laughs> just a tip. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. And uh, you're joined today by the original Just a Tip segment series and the creators of Just a Tip. This is uh, not a photocopy or digital bullshit. It's right see from other people. <laughs> Sorry, I am unable to comment on that. <laughs> However, <laughs> that being said, that looks fucking delicious. What are we eating? We're eating picanha. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I saved form? some. Yeah, I saved some just for this moment, man. Save some oh, just my for this moment. God. That yeah, was delicious. So I've got a. Uh, Right there we go. Beautiful. Oh yeah. Up. Oh, man down. So don't, yeah, don't I, I cut a little bit off. We we literally this weekend we bought eight pounds. Oh my god. Yeah. Eight pounds. Like, I saw the screenshot you sent. I was jealous instantly. Yeah. Oh, it was delicious. It was great meat. Uh, oh, but it's funny because like Sunday morning, we get woke up to a text that I mean, you know, we were up for a little bit, but we were just you know laying around doing shit. Yeah. Like something like 10, 10 30 in the morning. Stepson's like, hey, I want some picanha. Like, <laughs> it's a religion. I'm telling you, it's a religion. He yeah. ate it three more times, I think, that day. Like, I'm telling you, we had eight pounds, and this, I had to save this sandwich. Like, yeah, yeah. it's all gone. Like, <laughs> oh, there's madness. nothing, right? Nothing better than some, you know, next day, next couple of days, grabbing some. I mean, listen, you can't ask for a better sandwich. Picanha, it's got some of that monster cheese. And then oh, yeah, yeah. oh my god jeez yeah you're, you're killing me here you're mm. killing me <laughs> and it's crazy just for the podcast too so my, my wife's cooking up a storm i can smell it upstairs and i'm like oh my god and then i look at the time i'm like i'm always the one that's late for the podcast it's like i can't be late today <laughs> show up on time but empty belly so it's all good fill it with some tequila then i'll go eat some delicious food but that's good just- what's she cooking so she's making uh, macaroni pie um, from scratch, obviously. And then uh, with some, she's got curry chicken as well, with some curry chickpeas and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's stuff we used to eat when we used to live in the Caribbean. It was kind of just grab and go, you know, lunchtime kind of thing. So yeah. So it's uh, sort of the Caribbean curry. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But we've talked then, about this before, but I think it was on our, our episodes and stuff, right? I, I'm a yeah, huge curry fan, yeah. but not oh. the same curry. It's, no, the it's the Indian curry that I like. It's Southeast Asia, Thai, okay. you know, coconut curry. I love that. That's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why I usually do my rice. I'll do it like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's it's. I know what you mean, but the, the way my wife cooks a little different. Uh, but myself, yeah, because me, I love coconut too. And uh, so you know, I, when I do my rice, coconut milk. But uh, my wife hates coconut. She likes drinking out of a coconut. <laughs> But she doesn't like coconut itself. So usually um, if I get like an actual coconut, then uh, I'll drink the juice and uh, she'll occasionally, occasionally I can get her to try a piece of the inside. It's rare. It's rare. Yeah. I don't know why, man. I'll put coconut on anything, man. 
but uh, yeah, well, mostly anything. <laughs> so yeah, so good weekend, no? Yeah, great weekend, man. Fall is officially here. Yeah. Leaves have started changing. I mean, it's 70, 75 degrees. I mean, this morning, I'm having to wear a hoodie now into work. Doors are still off. Doors are still off of the Jeep. I got got another month, maybe or so. Right now, I'm hoodie. Then I'll get, like, hoodie and a jacket. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I used to sometimes go hoodie, jacket, blanket. But, you know, that was years ago. I'm I'm done with the the blanket. Like, I'll put the jacket on for a while. So I'll make it to probably... I'll make it till November, maybe mid-November, okay. and then I'll got to put nice. the doors back on. Nice, yeah, yeah, but it's a good time, you know, where it's not cold, but not hot. It's it's just in the air, it's fresh, you know. That's what I found too. Yeah, it makes it's for that easy. perfect cruise, right? Like I've talked about it. it we have a community pub, like I've talked about on that, like taking that long road home. This yeah, is the yeah. time for that long road home. You don't have to take the hype. They just yeah. you just want to cruise, you know. Got. Yeah, my music going. What what I've always wondered. What kind, what are you? I mean, when you're gonna go cruise, you're throwing music on. What do you listen to? Ah, my wife. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. No, yeah, yeah. It, it depends on how long the trip is. To be honest, because like sometimes if I'm going on a long trip, for example, you know, I, I like to listen to a full CD. Yes, I do still listen to CDs. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so. I found an old CD this weekend and threw it in the Jeep. Yeah. She was like, what is a CD? I didn't even know you had a CD player. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've never listened to a CD. But I found an old George Strait CD. I was like, oh, hell yeah. There you go. Boom. Got to. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, me, I, uh, so one thing with me, though, is the reason I mentioned the distance, is because usually I listen to audiobooks if I'm going short distance. And I just cram in a couple chapters, something like that. Um especially if I'm alone, it feels like I'm just kind of like there and I can really listen to it and dial in. Um, but if I'm, you know, with other people in the car or something like that, or a longer trip, usually I'll throw on some music. And, uh, and that depends me. I go all over the spectrum, man. Sometimes like I'll literally throw on like Frank Sinatra for three hours. No joke. And then other times I'll uh, throw on anything from country to hip hop to you name it. I'm all over the map because me, I just like music. But one one thing I'm really into, probably shouldn't do this while I'm driving, but whatever, it's put it on the TV in the car. Uh, I play this thing called Colors. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's on YouTube. It's like a YouTube channel. Uh, what they do is they get artists, like up and coming artists, and they put them in this room, and the room will always have it's one color for the room. So it'll be like all red or all blue or whatever. And then they have just the artist and a mic hanging from the ceiling. And then they're performing, you know, like one of their like up and coming songs or something like that. Uh, but you can discover a lot of cool artists that way. And they have a range. They have, you know, all different uh, spectrums of music there. They have one guy in and he's literally like singing this and that. And then he goes to a keyboard and he's playing the keyboard and then he pulls out a, a saxophone and he's playing the sax. Pretty cool, man. His song was like nine minutes long. <laughs> it, was, it was nice though. But yeah, so I, I usually I'll put on colors and then that way I just get new music and exposed to new stuff. Uh, because it, it, there's a couple, you know, songs or something I'll listen to frequently. If I'm in a kind of a, let's just go for a ride, you know, put the range in sport mode and <laughs> rip up some shit. <laughs> Lately, I've been into some New York drill music. It's just, it's just this really like high paced like hip hop. It's yeah, yeah. Anyway, I throw that on and just something with the beats and the bass. Yeah, because uh, I tell you, with that Meridian sound system, man, blow out your eardrums. 
But yeah, it just gets me in the mood for going for a drive. And that happened recently this weekend because we went to a wedding and the wedding was about an hour and a half from our house. Uh, my cousin got married to a guy from New Zealand. So they all flew down. It was pretty cool. It was at my uncle's farm. They had alpacas and all kinds of shit. Uh, so it was pretty cool being outside uh, with these animals just like walking around. <laughs> There's this wedding. And, uh, and, and they're, they're, they're a fun bunch, man. I wasn't sure how the New Zealanders, if they were going to be like uptight or maybe they'd be loosey-goosey. I didn't know. But anyway, so going up the drive there, uh, everyone was awake, you know, so I drove kind of just normal. On the way back, though, when we left, it was like two in the morning. And I was like, fuck, man, we're in the middle of the country. There's no one around. Like, Let's go. So, yeah, throwing some music and just gave it. But, uh, but yeah, the wedding was cool. But, man, they ended up being like party animals. We, we had a blast, man. They were, uh, they kept apologizing at first. They were in their speeches. They're like, you know, cussing the whole time. And then uh, all of us we were just like, yeah, fuck it. You know, like we just went with it. So they, they loosened up even more. It's fun, man. <laughs> we look back and we're, we're trying to get my, my cousin to come up. And uh, she had to go sit at the head table. And she's she over there vaping, like that CBD shit with all her bridesmaids. <laughs> like, Lindsay, fuck, man. We're all waiting here. Let's go. Yeah. Anyway, it was a good time, man. Good time, dude. <laughs> you got to free up, man. Okay. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, so it was a good weekend, though. Yeah, but uh, now she's married. Uh, she's my first cousin. Yeah, she was the last one, I think. That, oh, no, Chris. Chris is still. Yeah, my cousin Chris, he grew his hair out. He looks like Jason Momoa. This guy's always like the ladies' man, though. <laughs> my sister's wedding. Anyway, you know, that's a story. I don't even think it's too off the clock for off the clock. <laughs> I'll tell you about that later. So, anyways, man, seen any fun posts lately? Or yeah, uh, one from uh, Joey Love, Joey C Love. Oh yeah, he's been around, hopping here and there for many, many years. Listen, he's he's on one of our episodes. I like the guy; I think he's super funny. I remember that he episode. Posted... Actually, I was on. Do what? I was on that episode. You had like a group thing where you were asking questions and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I was on. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. cool, on, man. Uh, it's a it's a meme that he posted that's it's from uh that was it orange county choppers or who they're, i mean those guys that that build stuff right isn't that who it is oh yeah yeah and it's yeah. like you've been polishing that turd for three days it's like my name is on that civic you know and then it's no it's not the bank owns the car not the customer right sounds right like perfect love it it's hilarious <laughs> Never would have posted that two years ago. Uh, Never would have posted that four years ago. Never would have done it. Not in that group. Detailing for money was all about multi-level corrections, multi-level coatings, big tickets. It is about polishing for four days. That's, that's what they did. So I find it extremely ironic how the tides have changed, yeah. and which is what we yeah, had said years and years ago. The tides are going to change. This is not sustainable. You know, people love the word scale. I love the word sustain. Mm. I think people need to think about sustaining themselves through business before they can think about scaling. Yeah. Just sustain yourself through a couple of years, sustain yourself through a recession, sustain yourself from this quote unquote working for years and then thinking you're burnout. Like, why don't you figure out how to sustain yourself? It's true. Consistency I mean, and staying power. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like, it really is. You're absolutely right. Cause like, uh, like I said, I love the guy. I love the guy. It, it's not about him making this post it has nothing to do with him. It's about the overall tide, right? It's, 
the overall yeah. in that group, the overall industry, like years ago, it had been laughed at, been laughed out of the room. Yeah. Not now. Now, yeah, man, yeah. Celebrated. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. And it is nice to see that evolution, though, because things do need to change. And part of sustaining yourself is changing these things in your business and paying attention to them. If you keep doing, like sustaining doesn't always mean doing the same shit. You know, so if you're doing something and it's not necessarily working, your business might not sustain. So sometimes yeah. sustaining is changing things for the better for your business. You can call so what we call it. navigating. Mm, I mean, navigating. You're literally navigating through it. You're, you don't have to change. You just have to navigate your course. You just yeah. going down a river, it's going to be rocks. You got to navigate through them. Or you know? I mean, them and, yeah. yeah. Navigate. Exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. sustaining on the journey. You know, yeah, that's what exactly. it's about. Yeah. So the other one that I thought was funny and it kind of ties into it is people are doing ceramics in my area for $299. I'm priced at $1399. And lots of people think, and lots of people think I'm overpriced. Uh if a lot of people think you're overpriced, then I mean this could be a borderline just a tip part. I could pull a Sean and do a two tips, right? Like I'm gonna double tip this one. I mean, if people think you're overpriced, then what are you, Sean? Come on, that's easy, right? You're overpriced. <laughs> you're overpriced. <laughs> hey, a lot of people think I'm overpriced. Everybody else them two nine nine. Everybody else think I'm overpriced. One hundred percent. See, I, you know, on that note, I always find it funny when people are like, "Yeah, well, I still get customers. I'm doing, you know, twenty thousand dollars a month." And it's like, okay, great, but the customers that don't call you, they never reach out to let you know, hey, I didn't call you because you were overpriced. They just don't call you. So you might be doing 20 and you're like, yo, this is amazing. And maybe that's all you need. That's great. But you might be missing out on 80 or 100. You know what I mean? So adjusting your prices and playing with them is something that I, I always encourage people to do. Uh, well, because- yesterday, we, we recorded an episode on the Pines Polish podcast with Nick about, you know, with the economy, the way it's headed, what's going on? Should detailers lower their price? Oh. I mean, that's a, it's a it's a question that's got to be asked. When things were up high with inflation, if you didn't raise your prices, then you, for instance, we used an illustration out of Phoenix. They they've experienced fifteen percent inflation. So if you didn't raise your prices by fifteen percent, let's say you didn't raise them at all, you actually are down thirty percent because. <laughs> you've lost 15 and you should have raised 15. So exactly. You're, you're really far behind. So, no. it, you know, we, we just love the question because so many people ask it, right. You know, what should I charge? So I, I love posts like this because it is, I mean, maybe you should then offer a hyperclean Uno and install it for two ninety nine and be done in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> what? Wash clay <laughs> Uno. Be done in an hour and a half max. I mean, how many of those you get done a day? I bet you you can do a lot more customers. Like it just, oh, you know, it's, there's no right or wrong answer. The only answer really is if you're saying a lot of people are telling you you're overpriced, then you're overpriced. You're overpriced. Yeah. Like it just yeah. is what like it is. Like, telling you that. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that you're bad business. It doesn't mean you go, well, yeah. I do all this, I do all this, and I do okay maybe pick a different package, offer something at a different rate that might meet the industry in your local area, maybe in that 499, 59, you know, 
there's all different ways to navigate, right? You don't have to change your business. You don't have to change everything. Just navigate through the time. Navigate yeah, through. 100%. Yeah. And, and the good thing too is if you want to keep charging 1300 for that ceramic coating, that's, that's a great idea. Fine. Nothing wrong with that. But if there's other places that are offering alternatives that are drastically lower than yours, then it might be a good idea to add that in so that now you've covered both bases. I think that would be the, the smart approach uh, because if not, what you might find is that the customer may not understand the differences the way you think they do when it's like, oh yeah, well, I'm doing X, Y, and Z and the customer only cares about A and B. They don't really even know that X, Y, and Z exist, so they don't really care. Uh, they just want the end result. So it's a good way to stay in that market kind of thing. Um, and that's what we try not to, you know, play with our prices too much if we can avoid it. But our, our differences aren't that vast. Like we actually have a lot of customers. They'll tell us things like, you know, actually, you were half the price of where I used to be. And if I have a few people tell me that, well, guess what? Every price across the fucking board is going up, period. You know what I mean? Because I'm listening to what the customers are telling me. And if we're too busy, we increase prices slightly so we can kind of manage our schedule that way, bring in more money for less work. And then we kind of find that sweet spot. So that's what I always try and do is find that sweet spot. It's hard to know where that is. Though. And it varies. You know, people, I might ask you, Marty, hey, what's the, you know, what should I uh, sell this for? My ceramic coatings, you know? And we're like, well, fuck, I don't know. It depends on your area. Like what's going on there? What's the demand like? What's, how many people have, you know, vehicles at their house? What the, what are the ages of the vehicles? Do people have more trucks versus this, that? There's a lot of different variables. Listen, life in Tulsa, Oklahoma is a lot simpler. It doesn't cost near as much as someplace in Phoenix. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's, it's also, what do you need? Yeah. That's what I tell people. I'm like, listen, yeah, it's also the local market, but it's also kind of what you need. What do you need per hour? What do you need based off your expenses? What do you, I mean, what do you need to make? Yeah. Some people true. don't only need to make 50 bucks an hour. And there are other people are going, what the hell? No way. I could never stay alive. Like <laughs> maybe you need a hundred, maybe you need 200. Like what do you need? Not everybody needs the same. Exactly. The best one I've seen is when people are like, you know, I don't even get out of bed for less than 200. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, those are funny, right? Yeah. I what know. about you, man? Any funny posts? So, uh, no funny posts because I, I didn't actually spend a lot of time online uh, this past weekend. But uh, I'm repainting uh, some stuff at the new house. And then, uh, yeah, I was just tied up. But hey, also, we just finished our new showroom because uh, if you remember the sewer incident that we had, it was a shitty situation. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we rebuilt our showroom, which is awesome. We're printing up some stuff to put in. Um, but I don't have any funny posts per se, but I did make a post uh, about it. And I posted some stuff that we're putting up in our showroom. Uh, so I, I posted the new photos of the showroom. And then I said, you know, here's why we're doing certain things. Uh, because I see a lot of posts where people are like, you know, oh, uh, you know, show me your showroom setups or something. And it's just like a, you know, pull it out and measure it contest. And it doesn't really offer any value for, for a business. So me, I always try and make my posts you know, have that value so that it actually helps people, right? And uh, so I posted, you know, what happened to the shop, I posted, now we've, you know, revamped the showroom and here's what we're doing. And of course we're putting up posters for, you know, our packages, stuff like that. Uh, but we're also putting up some customer testimonials, of course, but then two big things is we're highlighting things about our company that we're doing in the community. Uh, one of which is- Community. 
Community, hey. Ah, thanks. Ooh, that was nice tequila today. But we uh, we donate to this charity every year called Shelter Movers, and they help uh, basically women and children that are in abusive relationships or something like that. It helps them with their moving costs. So it covers like moving trucks or movers, uh, packing materials, things like that. Um, and so every year we donate to them, and then that way uh, they basically auction off our services. And so they'll take, you know, a ceramic coating package, for example, and they'll auction it off for like $6,000. And because all the money's going to, you know, help people, and then we get a customer that comes in and take care of their car. But for us, it's about the exposure, but also doing a good thing. That's important to get the word out there. And while social media is great, you know, that's good for new customers or someone coming to your page, but your physical space as well should be utilized too. Like even if you're mobile, the side of your van should not just have, you know, auto detailing, call us, whatever. It should also have some of these other things that help shape your story. So, uh, so anyway, that was, it, my post was about that. And then I'm following up because another cool thing we did is uh, we sponsored the Olympic team um, for the Canadian bobsled. <laughs> so random, but uh, anyway, so we got our logo on the, the front of the bobsled. Uh, that was something we did uh, year one, I think, at a shop. I think it was year one. But anyway, the funny story how that happened for another day. But uh, but anyway, so I was just posting some good stuff, good content like that. And then uh, I did see a funny post, though, that was shared to me. <laughs> uh, so it seems that we have someone that's taken interest, I think, in uh, what we're doing with our Just the Tip segment. But uh, they're putting something out there. Uh, soon, I guess. I don't know, but it's going to be difficult when, you know, it's not really the tip when all you have is the tip put in. Yeah, it's not really. I mean, hey, shout out to Michael Dix. That's fine. Am I in yet? <laughs> Am I in yet? <laughs> Just grazing the outside lips. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, uh, so anyway, I think it's fine. So we might, maybe we'll go with what we said, the double tip. That'll be the new segment title. <laughs> the double tip. Yeah, so, I think it's funny so that, there's uh, other there's other people now out there saying uh they've got just the tip yeah saying they've got just the tip yeah no. strange it is strange yeah and it's i always find it funny too when there's companies you know like without putting people's business out there but uh, i find it always funny when people give advice when they're from a completely different industry you know like it's uh like i i sell vacuums but let me tell you about ceramic coating and how to increase your number of clients for ceramic coating but i came from selling vacuums you know it's i do find also that very interesting yeah it is funny but that's where you have to you know choose your mentors carefully be careful of false profits and uh it's fucking hard i mean and you never know either too you might watch some guy on instagram and don't realize he's working for somebody else it's true and then uh, it's strange like if you do find some guy going oh let's do just a tip segment then you start trying to dig through, well, who are they linked with? And why is that company wanting him to do just the tip segment when we've been doing just that? That's strange. It is strange. Quite the coincidence. <laughs> multiple people want to put just the tip, huh? Yeah, multiple. Yeah, I know. But there's, there's only one place to put it. So I don't know who's, who's going to win the race. <laughs> Guess who's ever's tip is better. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. We'll be fighting swords. But the, <laughs> yeah, and the, the thing I, what I, one thing I realized for sure is that um, a lot of people in the industry, as you've noticed, put on this cloak and they try to like be something else, you know, but then their true colors come to light and people see that. So for me, it's just a, a waiting game. 
you know, like I, I'm in this for the long haul. I know people do see the true colors. And then uh, that's why so many people have come to Orbis X, for example. And they've told me about the other companies that they dealt with. And they were like, fuck, man, at first, everything seemed amazing. Everyone was shouting the name from the rooftops and come to find out, <laughs> like, they're complete douchebags. And they're not who they say they are behind the scenes. And then they're just really happy that they found Orbis X. And that's why I give them a free year. And I'm like, fuck it, man. Welcome aboard. Let's go. Listen, Sean, man, I, I know how you feel, brother. I know exactly yeah. how you feel. Everybody yeah. that goes to mobile tech will see how many other companies are recording podcasts on mobile uh, tech. <laughs> there was having podcasts just to have podcasts. It's like, there's, there was really only one person that started doing that. So everybody else just gets to do it yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Now there's lounges when I created pubs, like, I, you know, it's interesting the way, Brands they, like to clone or copy because yeah, they're not you know, actual put leaders. Spin on the words, yeah. you know, but it's it's the same concept. And but the problem is that because there's no actual passion or originality there, the content ends up being shit. Like that's what I found. You know, like I, I found that. And listen, I know we have a very specific podcast for a very specific group of people. Uh, but in the world, all the podcasts out there, there's some good ones. But most of it, it seems like it's just a trendy thing. It's like. Someone sat in a boardroom and was like, fuck, you know, I think we have to have a podcast. And then they just sit down and they're like, what the fuck are we talking about? You know? Yeah, I like slippers too. Like, what? <laughs> it's just nonsense. And so it's, uh, that's where like through this podcast, we find some polishing podcasts as well. Like the goal is to put out real value content, things that people can execute and put into works. And that's what's great is that we, well, we both see the posts where someone will post something. They're like, this is a podcast last week. Great idea. I, I, the guy went and got some shit printed, put it on side events, like, let's go. And then he, he's actually putting this stuff into practice. And that's what's really cool about this podcast and pretty cool being the originators of Just the Tip. So any other tip that follows. <laughs> but yeah, and I, I, I've seen that too. So, so mobile tech is something uh, I definitely want to come, come through for. So uh, definitely then I'll get to see the, the birthplace of the original podcaster. <laughs> Here we go. You were putting out proper content back then. And, uh, you know, so it's, but yeah, it's funny to see them copying now, you know, because I've seen it too. Like, even with, you've got your podcast and I've seen other podcasts that seem like they're like spin offs. And I'm like, wow. There's even people that try and take the word community, that try and take things of it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's crazy, it's, man. It's like just make your own shit, make yeah. your own thing. It is what it is. It is what it is. So, do you have a tip for today? I do have a tip. Ooh, okay. All right. And it's, it's just, just a tip with a wink, <laughs> wink. No, no <laughs> winking here. Yeah, I know. The guys, the guys podcast. Mm. <laughs> no winking here. Just a tip, wink. <laughs> you know, my tip comes yeah. from, and I, I actually have had it down for a little bit to talk about, and I, I never really figured out when I wanted to do it. And it, it comes from a couple different billboards that I'd seen. One was actually from uh, my summer vacation when we're leaving up out of the ocean area, coming back, unfortunately, into the Midwest, Oklahoma, yeah. you know, and it's it's towards the border of uh, Alabama. And uh, and it's a it's a seafood place that says, you know, seafood packed to travel L last stop. All right. Yeah, I mean that sounds like a great thing to let us know, yeah. right? If if you need seafood and at the right time, yeah. If you yeah. need seafood, okay, so bingo, right? Because if you need seafood and you're leaving, and this yeah. is the last one, 
Should you see the sign as you're driving past it? Or should you have seen that sign previously? Mm. I didn't like, see it till I was right up on it. I missed uh, the exit. Okay. It was already passed. So you're telling me as I'm leaving that you were the last place to get packed seafood. And I'm gone. It's... <laughs> yeah. So the timing on that one, it wasn't one of those like three miles ahead or one of those kind of no. signs. Oh, shit. Like, no. You're gone. Now you have to do a U-turn. <laughs> and I just look at, I just look at, content that's put out you know whether it's you know, taking photos or 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 whatever right like mm. what a lot of detailers will do to put out information it's kind of a little late sometimes and it's it's irrelevant it doesn't make sense for you know that moment illustrations could be all over the place right like you could be talking to a local area, such we talked about earlier, there's people that are $2.99 and that's the local market. You yeah. could be advertising and talking about something that was relevant years ago inside of where, where the economy was, inside of where the industry was, but the mainstream of it's all moved away. Right. We saw this, we saw this worth let's let's flip, let's flip it back a different way. Years ago, when a lot of the old schooler, more the older crowd you saw this heavily through all the brands that never adapted into ceramic coating mm. just if, if guys can think about it, if you've been in business longer than five years you can remember how many people didn't do ceramic coatings and then even in 19 and 20 finally some brands started to get into coatings in 2020 when the big boom happened and it's like what what is there nobody that thinks I got to get into stuff before and start working through and figuring things and get like, I've always been an early adapter to whatever's going on. And then I want to make sure I market and talk to people about relevant things, not the things that are too late, you know, like stuff that doesn't make sense anymore. So yeah, that was, that's, that's one thing I find like with, I agree. Like with your product that you've just launched, the ceramic snow one, I find that that's a similar type thing where there's these kind of like multi-product products that can kind of do two things at once and they can, you know, speed up your process. But like that's an evolution of other products, right? And so paying attention to these kinds of things, every time I talk to you, one of the things I always ask about is like, what new products do you have? What's out there? What's this and that? Because you got to have your timing right. You have to, you know, check and be ahead of the curve and so on and so forth. Um, in regards to that, that kind of a post, I think that's um, that's something with advertising that I think a lot of people miss the mark, is that a lot of it is about timing. It's not just having, you know, oh, well, you know, I sell for this price and it's perfect, but maybe people's wallets are lighter nowadays, or maybe that particular method or that particular product you're using excuse me, isn't, uh, you know, what people are looking for anymore. So being able to adapt and being there at the right time is when you're going to get that sale. And I think that your marketing needs to adjust for that. And so that's where, you know, the, the guy with the $1,300, oh, I charge $1,300 for my ceramic coatings. But that would be really difficult to market for, let's say, like a, a maintenance client per se that, you know, they're already looking at, okay, I'm already going to be spending X per month and now they're adding it all up. Um, so it might be more beneficial to sell them something, you know, hey, listen, 
every third visit you come here, I'm going to put on Uno or something like that, right? So there might be other ways that you can target this. So I think that timing and the things that you're offering, you really have to look at it as an entire ecosystem. It's not, nothing's independent. Oh, I'm trying to sell my $1,500 coatings. It's going okay, but it's not spectacular. You need to adjust it and make a date night package when it comes to ceramic snow. You know what I mean? You're going to be good for the whole weekend and then your car is going to, you know, be easier to maintain moving forward through with different things. And that's where uh, it separates back to the sustaining part. It separates those that are going to sustain from those that aren't. Uh, and it, I wouldn't say it's built into people. You can definitely learn to do this for sure, but it just comes with practice and you can't learn to drive a parked car. So you just got to, you know, get in and you got to pay attention to what's going on in the market. Ask suppliers like, Hey, let's say someone's buying from Marty, you're buying hyper clean products. You can shoot them an email, go to the website, check and see if there's new stuff coming out. Like if you just continue to order the same stuff, a lot of suppliers will just keep shipping the same shit you're ordering. And so if you go and you're like, Hey, listen, you got anything new that's come out? Maybe there's something that separates, you know, you from your competitors. Who knows? So, yeah. And then he probably, I love what you say. Like you might be getting 20 and for you, that's yeah. awesome. This yeah. guy had, from what I could tell as I was driving by, it looked like he had some cars in the parking lot, right? Like yeah. how many more would he have had though? If I mm. would have known to, to turn off before, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, how, twice as much. how many more customers will you have? Just imagine next year, we've already been hearing problems. We have, I don't know what it's like up there in Canada, but we're, we make conversation with distributors on a regular basis, you know, throughout mm. the United States and whether that's distributors as, you know, distribution companies that are moving hundreds of bottles of our coatings every month, or it's, you know, a guy that's a, was similar to me that, a detailer that decided he also wanted to start learning how to sell products. It was me in 2010. So both of those people that are the main distributors for us, they uh, they're telling us of three or four people that they know have gone out of business in their area. Yeah. we got a shop around the corner. Yeah. We got these people over here. They, they didn't make it. So we're hearing of some rumbles of that, that the problems that happened during a recession when a low down economy if things were one way at one point in time, doesn't mean that it stays that way, right? You can change, you can adapt, and, and you should. You, yeah. you should move your sign further back, sir. You'll get more business. Absolutely. <laughs> you should change to today's time and offer different packages. I mean, you should. 100%, yeah. And that's where I'm glad you brought up the R word too, because my tip for the day revolves around recession, uh, which is good because it's a question I think a lot of people are struggling with is, you know, should I stay open? Should I close my doors? How do I sell in a recession? And it's very much similar to any other period, depending on how you approach it. And so my, my tip for today, my just tip, <laughs> wink, <laughs> my tip is going to be basically if you upsell to your existing customers, you're going to have a lot more success during a recession then you will targeting new customers more times than not because it takes a lot more energy to convince someone new that they should do something versus someone that's already done it before. So this is the time I would say to start pushing the maintenance packages more and it might come with something like a price reduction or maybe I would prefer adding more value. So getting something like ceramic snow, for example, from Marty, now you can add that more value and you could include that for free for them and say, listen, we know everyone's going through a, 
rough time because of recessions, but now it's more important than ever to protect your investment. And your car is probably your second, you know, most expensive asset in most cases. And so now it's more important than ever, just like how you're not going to let your home fall apart. You're not going to let your car fall apart either. And, you know, depending on what you do for work, you might need to look presentable when you go out there in the world. So we're still going to take care of your maintenance for your vehicle, but we're going to make it even easier to do for both of us. Um, so it's going to be, you know, there's going to be some maybe some cost savings or there's that added benefit that, you know, you're going to be able to do some of that yourself in between visits or so on and so forth. And that's where you can sell things like the ceramic snow or other things as well. Like me, I just put your glass coating on my car. Absolutely love it. Phenomenal. Um, for me, it's making my life a lot easier because that big ass windshield, man, it just loves bugs. And so now it's, it's a lot easier. But anyway, there's, there's things that see, look at that. I had a problem. I was able to solve it myself because I'm in this industry, but if I wasn't, someone else could have solved that problem for me. Uh, they could have looked at that. Like for me, for example, city we live in on the outskirts, the suburbs, a lot of country homes. A lot of these guys have their trucks. They love their trucks. And the big problem out there, especially this time of year, is bugs, big fucking bugs. And they just plaster all over the front of your grill, um, your windshield as well. And so that's where shifting things and, you know, you could even make a, Bug removal maintenance package. It doesn't have to be very complicated. It could be something simple like that. Keeps you busy, keeps you engaged with the customers. And that's where upselling your existing customers is going to come into play during a recession. Um, but also if I was to go for new customers, my second my double tip, that's the new segment, double tip. I know, I'm going for it. My double tip would be, Marty mentioned- You pull out yet? Yeah, out. not yet. I'm not finished yet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, you'll know when I'm done. So uh, the, uh, Marty mentioned that a lot of people are closing their doors or having a hard time. And this is, this is a, very much a reality for a lot of business owners out there. But this is also a golden opportunity for business owners that can navigate these troubled waters. And they can reach out to some people in your area that maybe you've noticed a decrease in the number of you know, people going to a certain business or you saw they stopped doing their Google ads. Maybe they don't have the budget for it. That's a good time to reach out and be like, hey, man, listen, detailer to detailer, no time to talk out there. Maybe we could join forces on something. Uh, maybe if you are looking to close up shop, we're looking to acquire your clients. You know, there's, there's opportunities out there during a recession. Uh, please believe a lot of people make money during recessions. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's definitely, Huge. you could, you could yeah. go look at any article that talks about any bad time. You could go back to the Great Depression. There's yep. always people that fail, right? That's oh, yeah. why it's that's why it's called a depression and a recession. The majority yeah. of people are failing. Yeah. But what but, do we know? Hard times make what? Hard mm, men. Absolutely. Hard yeah. men are the ones that began to climb up, and it's the hard men that come out of recessions. Dude, I'm excited. I've been talking about being ready for this moment for years. Yeah. Because I... I, I, if you plan for it, you already know your streamline. You already know your cost. You know that there's massive opportunity out there as others falter. And yes, there's a chance that you can take your business and make massive jumps, massive, because you can get acquired. Like you said, acquire customers. You can acquire other companies. You can, you can literally just acquire people based off of all the other people starting to go out of business because you kept your head down. You offered great rates. You offered great value. You offered what people need. You weren't worried about what other people said. And you just took care of your customers. 
Yeah, absolutely. Suddenly these other people are in trouble. You can buy a customer base for a thousand bucks, for 10,000 bucks, for whatever. And now you just doubled your business, tripled your business. I mean, you can, you can literally double and triple in these times. Like you really can't make big giant leaps. So that's what we're counting on. I've been, listen, starting this out of a Tulsa, Oklahoma, and in 2010, starting out of my garage, like, I've waited for these times to where I, you know, as the industry grew and as everything grew, I got to take an opportunity to, to grow with the industry. But I know as a small company, when the tougher times come, if I can be lean, we can massively take bigger leaps. And we already are. I mean, like like I said, how do we know all these people are because we're getting all these distributors. We always other people starting to come into our fold. They know, as you know, and what other people know, like, yeah, we're heading the like so yeah dude, we're high. ready we're excited about these times we're excited about yeah. seeing the big mistakes from other companies we've already seen major brand deals where people were been working for this brand now they're switching over to this brand we've seen people leave companies where i mean it's happening the times yeah. are changing so are you going to navigate mm. you going to navigate oh yeah you you better paddle that fucking paddle <laughs> Better climb, better climb. 100%, yeah. And because we're due for one, too. I think our, our last one was, what, 14 years ago or some shit? It was, we're due for a recession. And, but recessions are good, depending on how you look at it. You know, they're, for me, they're opportunities. Uh, for me, they also help. It's kind of like, um, you know, when it rains and it cleans out your garden, you know, like all the mess the squirrels made, takes away all the bullshit. And so that's where you see a lot of the companies that, you know, Forget those posts where it's like, oh, the guy down the road for me is charging twenty dollars for a phone inside and out. Don't worry about it. It's gonna get wiped out by the economy. Don't worry about it. Like, just keep doing what you're doing, you know. But keeping your head on, it's not just doing it right. Like I said, man, you know, staying into your business, making sure your customers are taken care of. Your customers are gonna change. Your needs, customers change are gonna. That's the one thing that I remember that I did a really great job at is understanding that my customer. Because a lot of our, you know, oil and gas here, a lot of my customers, oil and gas, oil and gas goes up and down. When, when, when gas is down, dude, they're broke. Yeah. You got to take care of them. Gas is up. They're happy and they're paying extra. So that's true. Yeah. Me, it's a navigation, right? It's understanding and navigating. Well, you know, what's funny about that. So something interesting happened for us actually at our shop. So we keep track because Orbis X keeps track of our genders for, uh, you know, the people that come in, all our customers. And it does it automatically. We don't have to assign, you know, like this person's out or whatever. Um, and so the AI determines basically the genders of the people. And what we've noticed is a shift, actually. Uh, we started getting more and more female clients. And we weren't sure why, but we had to adjust our marketing or upsell, stuff like that. Because a lot of the females, if we approach them, you know, the same way we did with our male clients, it almost came across as like too aggressive or like this and that. And sometimes they were like, well, oh, I can't make that kind of decision without my husband here, whatever, you know, like different things like that. So we had to adjust our approach, you know? And uh, so we went with different things like, you know, like, oh, most most of the wives that come in here, their husbands actually, you know, they, they like when they get this done or that done, or, you know, is, is your husband available uh, around lunchtime? Could you give him a ring? Because I bet you, you know, at 100,000 miles, we usually recommend doing an engine cleaning, you know, stuff like that. You know, it's just stupid little things we've adjusted because it shifted to, to females. And I know that might sound like a weird thing, but we've just been testing different stuff to, to see how it works. Uh, because the shift was not, not super dramatic, but it was about 14% of a shift 
And we asked them, you know, like, we're just doing a study, we're getting more, you know, like women coming into the shop, like what's going on. And most of them are telling us that with things that are going on right now, there's not as much like full-time work available for some of their husbands. So they're taking two jobs. So they're not able to do a lot of this errands and running around. So the wife's coming in, you know, she's got the kids with her. So a big thing that we've started up selling even more is, you know, uh, what the hell do we call it now? It's, it's basically our, it's internally called the soccer mom package. Can't remember what we called it for them, but it's basically like, uh, you know, making sure the car is fully sanitized. It's, it's clean for the family. You can go to your soccer practice and not be embarrassed with the other moms and all this kind of stuff. It's that kind of approach. But we've had a lot of luck with, and this is why I needed that palette from you. Uh, we've had a lot of luck with the lower year ceramic coatings uh, because they're not as concerned. They're not the head of their household in most cases. They're not as concerned with the longevity planning. They're like, okay, it would be easier if my life was easier for the next few months. So you know what? Slap on some Uno, let's go. <laughs> that's what we've seen. And we adjusted our sales for it during this recession that's causing all these external factors to change, like our demographics of our customer, who's coming in, their ages, uh, their family dynamic, you know, husband's now working two jobs. He doesn't have time to wash and maintain the car. Well, listen, I tell you what, man, I know what you want more than anything is more time with your husband and your family. So I'll tell you what, we have this, you know, maintenance program that we can get you guys on. It's very affordable, even during tough times, it's going to protect your investment and get you more of that time back in your family. You know, it's really easy stuff to do, but these are things that you have to make adjustments for as you navigate these tough waters. Love it. That's that's double, awesome. triple tip, quadruple tip. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of tips. It's a tip nobody else can give. Let's the tip nobody else can give. <laughs> that's you know that's the new segment. The tip no one else can give. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, I like it. It's, and the uh, tip that just awesome. keeps on giving. <laughs> Got it. Oh man, too much. Oh, well, Marty, listen, man. Thanks for your time, man. A lot of great tips today. I'll uh, see you next week, same time, same place for the uh, double tip. Nobody else can do it like us. Hey, and I forgot to say earlier, look, our uh, our new HyperClean pint glasses are yeah. Now, yeah, I saw the post. Store. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice, man. Yeah. And they're available online. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It's awesome. Okay. Oh, I'm going to have to order one Overbuilt of those. built for the people. Got to love there it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So it's built for the people. So are you in the detailing industry? It's a... Uh... Sorry, so many things are built for the detailers by detailers that weren't detailers. Anyway, that, <laughs> that aside. All right. Thanks, Marty. Appreciate your time. We'll see you next week, man. All right. See cheers. You,